We find ourselves today in the Gospel of John. We're in the 8th chapter, the 31 through the 36th verse. Hear these words. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we'll be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever-equipping God, as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we as your people have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. I have this friend. And one of their favorite sayings is this. Free is me. Free is me. Which means that. Every time they are offered something, if it's free, they're going to take it. My friend's kind of a health nut and watches a pretty strict diet, but you can walk in with a pan of brownies, and if they're free, my friend who's the health nut says, free is me, and eats the brownies. And I'm like, I'm always arguing with my friend. Now, that, that's just a contradiction, isn't it? Because you want to be to this whole standard right here. But yet if something is free, I'm all about it. Doesn't matter what your standard is over here, but you're all about it because it was free. How many of us like free things? Look at every one of y'all like free things. don't We love free. But what about the freedom we find in Christ? Do we look at it as free? Or do we look at it as a burden in our life? So many times people will accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, and, and then they feel like this weight. Because, you know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not... And there's ten of them. And then there's all the letters of Paul and all, all the text, and it says... And all of a sudden this weight comes on them as they learn what it means to live in Christ. Are you sure this is free? Are you sure it's free? Because there seems to be so many boundaries that go along with it that we get bound up in what the text says about how we should live our life and we forget that God understands who we are. Jesus was talking to disciples who were, who were Jewish in nature and believed in him. And they were talking and, and he said to them this, he said, you will be free If you can release your sin, is what he said to them. And here's what they said back. And this is what we say all the time as people of God. 
we're descendants of Abraham. We have never been oppressed. Number one, they need to check their history because they have been oppressed. We need to take whoever he was talking to, they need to go read the Old, Old Testament or the Torah and understand that their people had been oppressed and they had been captive before and Israel had been through all of those times. Because they make this bold statement. It's just like you and I do, right? God, we, we've, never been, we've never been bound. We're not slaves because we're descendants of Abraham. Did you know I am a fifth generation disciple? Fifth generation. This is the fifth generation of my family who has gone to the Christian church disciples of Christ. And I have a daughter who went there. So we were six. And man, we're proud people, right? We have all these things we want to claim. What is your claim to fame? You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were visiting about um, cattle trails. And they heard my name, very loving. And you know what they said? Well, you wouldn't happen to be related to that good night loving trail, would you? Uh, actually, yes, I am. Oliver Loving is a descendant down to my family line somewhere a few times removed. And we claim to fame that, right? Do you know the least populated county in the state of Texas? Loving County. Did you know that? I know one person in here knows that. Right? And do and you know there's a little town in southeastern New Mexico? Do you want to know what the name of it is? Loving New Mexico. Did you know that? Isn't that cool? We just hold on to all the things we can hold on to in our life that give us pride, don't we? We hold on to those things that we claim. They were descendants of Abraham. David Luce says, you need to remember this. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt. Let me say that again for you. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt says David Luce. Because we walk around in this world denying the fact of who we are. We like freedom so much that we take it for granted. And we take it for granted because we assume God will always be there for us. And God will always be there for us. But we live and take advantage of the fact that God will always be there for us. And we pile on all this stuff in our lives. We pile on titles, we pile on degrees, we pile on all these wants and needs and things we buy to make ourselves look good. Any of you on social media? Now, I know better than that. (laughs) My daughter says I'm the greatest creeper there ever was. You see, I have to run the church Facebook account through a different account, and so I can go and see people's stuff, and people don't know I'm looking at it because it's not my name on the account, right? So I know how many people in the church are on social media. Do you believe everything you read in social media? All these little funny, my my son and I, we had dinner the other night. You know what we had to do? We had to take a selfie, right? We're eating steak dinner, right? Looks like we eat steak dinner every night. Not. Looks like everything's rosy and all our lives are great. We paint this picture in our world about how good we are. We paint this picture about how perfect our marriage is, how how good our 3.5 kids are, how good our two dogs are, and our beautiful house, and how good our business is. And, And we put it up there because we want all the world to see that so everybody can live up to that. We're in denial. We're in denial. We're taking the grace of God and the freedom that it brings in our life, and we're denying all of it, and we're putting this fake front out. Social media is full of fake personalities. Social media is full of, I mean, 
don't believe everything you read on social media, okay? When I was in biblical studies in seminary, the internet was fairly new. Does that tell you how long ago it was? The internet was fairly new. And one of my the, um, theology professors says, don't believe everything you read on the internet, especially biblical interpretation. Don't believe everything. Don't believe everything you see in social media about people, and don't be a person who's in denial about who you really are. The Jews that Jesus was talking to were in denial about who they were as people, just like you and I are in our lives. We build these lives around us. We build this little picture of who we want the world to see that we are. And it denies who God is. It denies who God is in our lives. Because what it does is it enslaves us to that word nobody likes. Sin. I don't have any sin in my life. Someone was bold enough one day to tell me that I can go a whole day without sinning. I just asked, did you sleep all day? Because I'm not sure it's possible for a human being to walk through this earth and not sin in a day. You might be, you might can. My brain doesn't allow that because my brain has all these thoughts that go through it. Right? And every once in a while, you have to grab hold of one of those thoughts, and those thoughts deny the goodness of God in your life. Guess what that is? To sin. Because you've given over to thinking about that instead of just letting it go. You've grabbed it for a minute, and you've worshipped that little God, whatever it is, and you've held on to it, and you've put it over who God wants you to be. We all do that in our lives. We put this image about who we think we ought to be, and we try to shape this image about who we think we ought to be, and we deny who God is. And God says to us, Jesus says today, a slave doesn't have a place in the family. And we make ourselves slave to sin. I know people say that and they think, man, that's just a harsh conservative word. Sin is. It's not. Sin is about anything that removes us from the relationship that God wants with us. Anything we do in our lives that denies the intimacy of God. Does God want you to have fun? Yes. Does God want you to laugh? Yes. Does God want you to have good times with your family? Yes. But not anywhere does God want you to do something that denies the goodness of God in your life. That denies the ability for grace to flow into your life through the, the relationship you have with Jesus Christ. God wants you to be intimate with God through your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we continue to stay in slave status, we never get there. We never, ever get there. Because the slave is always working for the master. You hear me? The slave is always working for the master. God didn't hire us for anything. You hear me? God didn't hire you to do anything. God created you to be. God created you to be exactly who you are. Because you have gifts and talents. You have people you can reach that some of us can never touch. You can cross bridges in your life that I can never cross. People will listen to you that won't listen to me. People will allow you in their lives that won't let me in. And we're all like that. But what we have to do is we have to identify ourselves as part of the family. Not as part of the slaves. We're a part of the family. 
We are a child of God, and we have to claim that identity. We can't live on what our ancestors have done. Oliver Loving brings me no glory. I mean, it's kind of cool to say, yeah, I'm related to him. It's kind of cool to say that the least populated county in the state of Texas bears my family name. But what does that bring? Nothing. But to say that I belong to God, to say that I've, I've been in life and I've experienced some pretty tragic things in my life because of my own undoings, and God has redeemed me enough that I stand up here every Sunday to tell that story of how good God is, then I'm part of the family. Then I can share a witness of what grace and mercy are all about. And I've moved from being a slave to my own intentions, a slave to myself to where I'm trying to build my life like I want it to be. But yet I claim to be part of the family and I allow God to make me who I am. Like I say, God didn't hire us to be slaves. God created us, created us to be, to be, just be. You don't have to match up to anybody. You don't have to live up to anybody. You don't have to do any of that. You just be in relationship with God and allow God to speak life into your life. Allow God to speak love into your life. You see, when you get to create something, then you get to see it used for its purpose. I have the blessing to be able to work with wood and God has blessed me with some skills to build some things. And it's one of the most beautiful things is when I, I take, and it takes lots of pieces to build what I build and to design that, to pick out exactly which colors go and which type of wood go and, and how long it's going to be and how strong it's going to be and what the shape's going to be and then to glue it all together and, and slowly work it through all the different tools and stuff and get to see it come into formation. It's one of the most wonderful, rewarding things that I do. It brings me peace to my spirit that my hands, that the hands that God gave me, my thoughts, the thoughts that God gives me, my talents, the talents that God gives me, can bless somebody by a creation. Think about yourself like that. Think about yourself that when God designed you to be, God thought about what color your hair was going to be, what color your eyes were going to be, how tall you're going to be, how, what your physique's going to be like. Because God prepares you to go into the world to be. Prepares you to go into the world to reach those, to share a message of love and grace. Because God, when, when God labels you, you know, on my creations, I, I always put, it says TBTG. Thanks be to God, right, for the creation. And, and the T is the little T. It looks like a cross. It says T-B cross T-G with the big G. Thanks be to God. And, and I never charge. I try not to charge for my creation. Some people have offered to pay for the, the, the wood that goes in them because it's expensive. But I always gift them. And I always gift my creations to people. And I say to them, I write them this deal. And it says, please take this and this is how you keep... This is how you take care of it. This is how you use it. But most of all, you need to know this was created with love. And every step, please hear this, because it's about you too. Every step has been prayed over. From the selecting the kinds of wood, from, so, some, from going through the process of, of gluing it all together and praying that all the lines come out straight, 
You know, p- praying that, that the finish works just right in this humid weather. Whew, the finish sure is hard to get right. It has been prayed over every step. Think about that. God created you, child of God, son, daughter, and through every step, God prayed over that. Those nine months you were in your mother's womb, God was praying over you. God was knitting you. God was forming you. God, God was creating you for today. That you might be free. Free from all the worries of the world. Free from other people telling you you ought to be. Anybody ever live under that pressure? You have somebody that tells you you ought to be? God doesn't say that. God says believe and you will be. Right? Jesus says if you believe you'll be set free. Because those who, sit, who believe in the Son will be free indeed. Can you believe that? If we believe, all it takes from us, that magnificent work of God, that, that knitting together, that tying together, that gluing the, labors to get, label, the layers together, that forming every little thing that God does in our mother's womb, it's just an amazing to me. Creation is amazing to me. For times like these, for times like these, my mama used to just laugh at me. She said, Barry, you're the just most wonderful storyteller. You, know, you want to know why I was telling stories? Because I was in trouble. <laughs> and I was coming up with the best story I could to get me out of trouble. And I was hoping my mom and dad wouldn't see through those stories, right? But I'm now almost 60. And I tell stories. But I'm not in trouble. God formed me in my mama's womb to tell stories. So that others would know about the grace of Jesus Christ. So others would know that God loves them. That God formed them in God's own image, with God's own hands. You know how much pride I take in each creation that I make? They have a serial number on them. And it says the year that it was made. It says the month that it was made. And then on the very end of it, it has the initials of who it was made for. And I have a little journal that I write down exactly what wood was used exactly how long it was, what the poundage came out, all that stuff. And I write down who it was for. And I can go back in that journal for years. I've been doing this for, I don't know, eight or ten years. And I can go back and I can remember that person. I can remember that specific creation. I can look at that creation and and wonder. I wonder what happened. Did they use it? Is it back in a closet somewhere not being used? It's a functional work of art. And, or is it given to somebody else, handed down through another generation? Do you ever think that God wonders about us? I mean, if, if the slave is stuck in sin, but if we believe, which is what God asks us to do, and we claim our sonship or daughtership in Christ then we're set free. And he who believes in the Son is set free indeed. And God expects us to walk in freedom. Do you think that maybe we need to reflect whether we're walking in freedom or not? Whether we're using the gift that God's given us? I have one friend. He was, he was a guinea pig. Because I really didn't know exactly how to make this because he's a big old dude. He has big hands, a big, big arm, arm reach. And it's like, Lord, I just don't know how big to make 
the piece to grab hold of. I don't know how big to let him draw the string. And so he was my guinea pig. I called all my friends that had all the knowledge about, I, it's a, a longbow is what I build. And, and, I, and I called all my friends and I said, man, I don't know what to do. This guy's got hands like Goliath. You know, he's got 38-inch arms, 40-inch arms. What do I do? The, the, the formulas, we live in formulas, right? The formulas don't add up. And so one friend advised me how to make a few changes and make, and it was the second longbow I ever created. The second one, it has number two on it, zero two on it. And it has his initials on it. And it has the TBTG on it. Did you know that it still is being shot every day of the year? Every day of the year, it's being shot. It's stretched way beyond what typically should be its capacity, right? But that gift is being used every day of the year. It hadn't missed a day this year, I know, because I'm in the covenant that we shoot every day together. I know, I see the pictures, I see the results of how that gift was used. What about us? If we claim our sonship, if we claim our freedom, if we want to say free is me, what does that look like? Are we using that gift every day? Are we living into who it is God has created us to be? Or are we still a slave? Living in our sin. Living in our world for ourselves. And denying who it is the Christ is in our lives. So I'm going to ask you today, are you free? Do you believe so that you can be free? And are you living into your freedom? I pray you are. I pray we go forth. And we take the freedom not just for in here, but we take the freedom out there. Because that's what it was designed for. It wasn't designed for the church to keep inside. It was designed for the church to take outside and let the world know what freedom truly is. Let us be free. Let us be free indeed. Amen. Amen.